Chapter 23 of the Wonder Book of Bible Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sarah Swart. The Wonder Book of Bible Stories by Logan Marshall. Chapter 23. The Story of the Sermon on the Mount. Among the Jews, there was one class of men hated and despised by the people more than any other. That was the publicans. These were the men who took from the people the tax which the Roman rulers had laid upon the land. Many of these publicans were selfish, grasping, and cruel. They robbed the people, taking more than was right. Some of them were honest men, dealing fairly and taking no more for the tax than was needful. But because so many were wicked, all the publicans were hated alike, and they were called sinners by the people. One day, when Jesus was going out of Capernaum to the seaside, followed by a great crowd of people, he passed a publican, or tax-gatherer, who was seated at his table taking money from the people who came to pay their taxes. The man was named Matthew, or Levi, for many Jews had two names. Jesus could look into the hearts of men, and he saw that Matthew was one who might help him as one of his disciples. He looked upon Matthew and said, Follow me. At once, the publican rose up from his table and left it to go with Jesus. All the people wondered as they saw one of the hated publicans among the disciples with Peter and John and the rest. But Jesus believed that there is good in all kinds of people. Most of the men who followed him were poor fishermen. None of them, so far as we know, was rich. And when he called Matthew, he saw a man with a true and loving heart, whose rising up to follow Jesus just as soon as he was called, showed what a brave and faithful friend he would be. The first of the four books of Jesus bears Matthew's name. A little while after Jesus called him, Matthew made a great feast for Jesus at his house. And to the feast he invited many publicans and others whom the Jews called sinners. The Pharisees saw Jesus sitting among these people, and they said with scorn to his disciples, Why does your master sit at the table with publicans and sinners? Jesus heard of what these men had said, and he said, those that are well do not need a doctor to cure them, but those that are sick do need one. I go to these people because they know that they are sinners and need to be saved. I came not to call those who think themselves to be good, but those who wish to be made better. One evening Jesus went alone to a mountain not far from Capernaum. A crowd of people and his disciples followed him, but Jesus left them all and went up to the top of the mountain where he could be alone. There he stayed all night, praying to God his father and our father. In the morning, out of all his followers, he chose twelve men who should walk with him and listen to his words, so that they might be able to teach others in turn. Some of these men he had called before, but now he called them again and others with them. They were called the twelve, or the disciples, and after Jesus went to heaven, they were called the apostles, a word which means those who were sent out, because Jesus sent them out to preach the gospel to the world. Illustration. I came not to call those who think themselves to be good. The names of the twelve disciples or apostles were these, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew, James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, Philip of Bethsidia, and Nathaniel, who was also called Bartholomew, a name which means the son of Tholme, Thomas, who was also called Didymus, a name which means a twin, and Matthew the publican or tax-gatherer. Another James, the son of Alphaeus, who was called James the Less, to keep his name apart from the first James, the brother of John, and Lebius, who was also called Thaddeus, 
Lebius was also called Judas, but he was a different man from another Judas, whose name is always given last. The eleventh name was another Simon, who was called the Canaan, or Simon Zelotius. And the last name was Judas Iscariot, who was afterward the traitor. We know very little about most of these men, but some of them in later days did a great work. Simon Peter was a leader among them, but most of them were common sort of men, of whom the best we know is that they loved Jesus and followed him to the end. Some died for him, and some served him in distant and dangerous places. Illustration. Then, on the mountain, he preached. Before all the people who had come to hear him, Jesus called these twelve men to stand by his side. Then, on the mountain, he preached to these disciples and to the great company of people. The disciples stood beside him, and the great crowd of people stood in front while Jesus spoke. What he said on that day is called the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew wrote it down, and you can read it in his gospel, in the fifth, sixth, and seventh chapters. Jesus began with these words to his disciples, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out, and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. It was in this Sermon on the Mount that Jesus told the people how they should pray, and he gave them the prayer which we all know as the Lord's Prayer. And this was the end of the sermon. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The Story of the Miracle Worker there was at Capernaum an officer of the Roman army, a man who had under him a company of a hundred men. They called him a centurion, a word which means commanding a hundred, but we shall call him a captain. This man was not a Jew, but was what the Jews called a Gentile, a foreigner, a name which the Jews gave to all people outside their own race. All the world except the Jews themselves were Gentiles. This Roman centurion was a good man, and he loved the Jews because through them he had heard of God, and he learned how to worship God. Out of his love for the Jews, he had built for them with his own money a synagogue, 
which may have been the very synagogue in which jesus taught on the sabbath days the centurion had a young servant a boy whom he loved greatly and this boy was very sick with the palsy and near to death the centurion had heard that jesus could cure those who were sick and he asked the chief men of the synagogue who were called its elders to go to jesus and ask him to come and cure his young servant illustration speak the word and my servant shall be cured the elders spoke to jesus just as he came again to capernaum after the sermon on the mount they asked jesus to go with them to the centurion's house and they said he is a worthy man and it is fitting that you should help him for though a gentile he loves our people and he has built for us a synagogue then jesus said i will go and heal him but while he was on his way and with him were the elders and his disciples and a great crowd of people who hoped to see the work of healing the centurion sent some other friends to jesus with this message lord do not take the trouble to come to my house for i am not worthy that one so high as you should come under my roof and i did not think that i was worthy to go and speak to you but speak only a word where you are and my servant shall be made well for i am also a man under rule and i have soldiers under me and i say to one go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it you too have power to speak and to be obeyed speak the word and my servant shall be cured when jesus heard this he wondered at the man's faith he turned to the people following him and said in truth i say to you i have not found such faith as this in all israel then he spoke to the friends of the centurion who had brought the word from him go and say to this man as you have believed in me so shall it be done to you then those who had been sent went again to the centurion's house and found that in that very hour his servant had been made perfectly well and on the day after this jesus with his disciples and many people went out from capernaum and turned southward and came to a village named nain just as jesus and his disciples came near to the gate of the city they were met by a company who were carrying out a dead man to be buried he was a young man and the only son of his mother and she was a widow when the lord jesus saw the mother in her grief he pitied her and said do not weep he drew near and touched the frame on which they were carrying the body wrapped round and round with long strips of linen the bearers looked with wonder on this stranger and set down the frame with its body and stood still standing beside the body jesus said young man i say to you rise up and in a moment the young man sat up and began to speak jesus gave him to his mother who now saw that her son who had been dead was alive again and jesus went through all that part of galilee working miracles and preaching and teaching in all the villages telling the people everywhere the good news of the kingdom of god the children loved to gather around him and when his disciples would have driven them away he said suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of heaven illustration the children loved to gather around him one sabbath day as jesus and his disciples were walking in jerusalem they met a blind man begging this man in all his life had never seen for he had been born blind the disciples said to jesus as they were passing him master whose fault was it that this man was born blind was it because he had sinned or did his parents sin for the jews thought that when any evil came it was caused by someone's sin but jesus said 
This man was born blind, not because of his parents' sin or because of his own, but so that God might show his power in him. We must do God's work while it is day, for the night is coming when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When Jesus had said this, he spat on the ground and mixed up the spittle with earth, making a little lump of clay. This clay Jesus spread on the eyes of the blind man, and then he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam. The pool of Siloam was a large cistern or reservoir in the southeast of Jerusalem, outside the wall, where the valley of Gihon and the valley of Kedron come together. To go to this pool, the blind man, with two great blotches of mud on his face, must walk through the streets of the city, out of the gate, and into the valley. He went, and felt his way down the steps, into the pool of Siloam. There he washed, and then at once, his lifelong blindness passed away, and he could see. When the man came back to the part of the city where he lived, his neighbors could scarcely believe that he was the same man. They said, Is not this the man who used to sit on the street begging? This must be the same man, said some. But others said, No, it is someone who looks like him. But the man said, I am the very same man who was blind. Why? How did this come to pass? They asked. How were your eyes opened? The man named Jesus, he answered, mixed clay and put it on my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I do not know, said the man. Some of the Pharisees, the men who made a show of always obeying the law, asked the man how he had been made to see. He said to them, as he had said before, A man put clay on my eyes, and I washed and my sight came to me. Some of the Pharisees said, The man who did this is not a man of God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. He makes clay and puts it on men's eyes, working on the Sabbath day. He is a sinner. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such wonderful works? And thus the people were divided in what they thought of Jesus. They asked the man who had been blind, What do you think of this man who has opened your eyes? He is a prophet of God, said the man. But the leading Jew would not believe that this man had gained his sight until they had sent for his father and his mother. The Jews asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How is it that he can now see? His parents were afraid to tell all they knew, for the Jews had agreed that if any man should say Jesus was the Christ, the Savior, he should be turned out of the synagogue and not be allowed to worship any more with the people. So his parents said to the Jews, We know that this is our son, and we know that he was born blind. But how he was made to see, we do not know. Or who has opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him, and let him speak for himself. Then again the rulers of the Jews called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give God the praise for your sight. We know that this man who made clay on the Sabbath day is a sinner. Whether that man is a sinner or not, I do not know, answered the man. But one thing I do know, that once I was blind, and now I see. We know that God does not hear sinners, but God hears only those who worship him and do his will. Never before has anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could not do such works as these. The rulers of the Jews, these Pharisees, then said to the man, you were born in sin, and do you try to teach us? And they turned him out of the synagogue and would not let anyone worship with him. 
Jesus heard of this, and when Jesus found him, he said to him, Do you believe on the Son of God? The man said, And who is he, Lord, that I may believe on him? You have seen him, said Jesus, and it is he who now talks with you. The man said, Lord, I believe. And he fell down before Jesus and worshipped him. End of chapter 23 Recording by Sarah Swart